You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that is a more generous romantic companion than Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I'm Cody, a hero that does do that. <laughs> Uh, I'm Sam. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh, we have a great show yeah. for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. That's Josh. That's he's, Josh, he's, by the way. He's right off frame. Yeah. <laughs> in the studio. Yes. hey yes. And uh, so anyway, yeah, we have a bunch of news to go over. It's our big E3 2021 episodes. So we're going to have a lot of game news. But uh, first, let's do some quick uh, check them out. Check it out. What is that? That's Zangief from oh. Street Fighter the movie The Game. That's what that's the sound that plays every time you put a quarter in to the machine. So if you put multiple in at the same time, do you know what it sounds like? He's taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I tried to play it like multiple times. You can actually hit it like Sue goes. <laughs> it just sounds like he's taking a particularly gnarly dump. It, it does. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in Soviet Russia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So like, yeah, let's talk about some things we've been checking out this week. I have been um, and during our discussion of bad movies last week, we talked about things. We talked about um, what spookies. Was, spookies. Uh, got kind of in the mood for watching some bad movies, so I went back to uh, a classic, probably one of the quintessential bad movies. It's like the gold, one of the gold standards. A movie called Champagne and Bullets, otherwise known as Road to Revenge, also known as Gitavin. Gitavin. So it's spelled Get Even, like G E T E V E N, but all of its branding. They have forgotten the space between get and even, so it lo- looks and reads as though it says Gitavan. <laughs> and that's how it's referred to online by most folks, is just Gitavan. <laughs> but this movie has it all. It is written by uh, a lawyer John DeHart, directed by lawyer John DeHart, and starring lawyer John DeHart. It is the triple... He's a triple threat. He's a triple threat. This movie has it all. It has um, disgraced cops, bad kung fu, cults, playboy bunnies, terrible country karaoke, <laughs> visibly drunk co-stars. It's it's everything. How how drunk are we talk? Are we talking sheriff in Cannibal the Musical drunk? I'm talking like slurring and <laughs> yelling at other like extras in scenes drunk. So- Sheriff in Cannibal. Sheriff, Sheriff, yeah, that's it. What is the line he does that, you know what happens uh, at sundown? No, it's sunrise. At sunrise. So we're going to go out and find him at, look for him at sunrise. You know what happens at sunrise. <laughs> then he forgets yeah, his line and walks yeah. off. <laughs> oh, it's great. But uh, no, Gidevin is amazing. So it has three titles because it had three different cuts of the film. Champagne and Bullets is like the most... It's it's the most coherent, the longest, and probably the least fun of the three. <laughs> they tried to uh, cut down on a lot of the action and blood and boobs and stuff for Road to Revenge. The good stuff. The so good stuff. The good stuff. Out. G- Gitavin is almost the opposite, where they took out most of the plot, and it's just <laughs> dumb, ridiculous, bad action. He does bad kung fu. Uh, it's like a dolomite style kung fu. Oh, it's it's absolutely dolomite style kung fu. This is a movie in where where the the uh, main actor, director, writer uh, wanted to make sure that everyone needed to know how cool he was. He is the coolest guy that walks in to any room. He <laughs> charms any lady that he speaks to. He gives like the worst, most off color. Uh, kind of racist jokes there's a scene in which he is taking his lady friend out to dinner and keeps making like these weird tone deaf jokes like he's doing his 10 minute set 
talking to the waiter, which is awful in real life, let alone in a movie. And uh, and I'll play it for you during the break. But he uh, he sings a country song called "The Shimmy Slide," and he looks as though a, he's a deer caught in the headlights. <laughs> like he looks visibly nervous and scared to be on stage singing a this, song. <laughs> he's singing this country song, and he's just so nervous about it. <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing! It's amazing. Um, so there is a, a brand new transfer from the folks at Vinegar Syndrome. They took the original film negatives and did like a 4K restoration oh. of this garbage film that sh- doesn't ex- shouldn't exist. That name sounds really familiar. Vinegar I had to Syndrome. Watch something by them. Oh, they they it's their bread and butter is finding taking bad movies that only existed on VHS, going out searching out like the the originals the negatives or whatever, and doing the highest quality Blu-rays they possibly can. I have another one of their films um, that they released, uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, that's probably where I heard it. I still haven't yeah. seen that, but that's oh, probably where Oh, Tammy I heard and the it. T-Rex is great, too, with uh, Denise uh, Richards and uh, uh, the late Paul Walker as, as the T-Rex, as the titular T-Rex. <laughs> it's a movie that didn't know whether it wanted to be a screwball comedy or a horror film, so it had both. It just split the uprights. It split the uprights. Uh, you have one scene where the T-Rex bloodily eats a guy's head <laughs> off, and the next scene he is using his tiny T-Rex arms to like make a phone call and try to on a payphone and try to like stick his claw into like the change receptacle <laughs> to try to get his change back. It split the uprights and made something totally unmarketable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paul Walker was the dinosaur? Paul Walker was the dinosaur. Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrible. He, he walked to the dinosaur. He yep. also talked oh, the dinosaur. And, and the villain in that is Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yes. So there's got two guys carrying him around? Reds <laughs> and might as well. <laughs> this is why you shouldn't feel bad that he's dead in Weekend at Bernie's because he's a villain in this. He's a villain he's in this actually one. Actually, a villain. <laughs> he's a super villain who wanted to put a human brain inside a robot dinosaur. Oh, it's a robot dinosaur. Well, it's unclear. Some scenes it's a robot dinosaur, and some scenes it's treated as though it's a real dinosaur. Huh. Despite any of the walking scenes, that's clearly on a cart because the the maquette that they used uh, didn't have working legs. So they just kind of hid it behind bushes and slowly wheeled it through scenes. It's like this really, it's like a really impressive animatronic from like the neck up because like the head and eyes move really, really well. But otherwise it is a stationary uh, uh, statue. It's Stan Winston from the neck up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's uh, yeah. Tammy and the T-Rex is uh, a trip. And uh, again, uh, Vinegar Syndrome did a not sponsored, not sponsored. I wish we were sponsored. I love their stuff. But they uh, they did a full blown restoration of both the R rated bloody cut and the one the version that is edited down to be more of like a screwball comedy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great stuff. Bad movies are amazing. I I imagine the R rated one is the one you want to watch. Oh, yeah. Which is on Shutter, and I feel like we talk about Shutter every week. Just about, but that's okay. They they do good work. It's a yeah, it's a good like five dollars subscription. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. I would take a sponsorship deal from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's really all I've been checking out. Other than um, I've been watching a lot of the uh, uh, YouTube series What Happened. Uh, done by uh, Matt McMuscles. Oh, yeah. I watch those every weekend when a new one comes out. Like, oh, on the yeah. Dot. It's good. Yep. I, it's been, lately, it's been my put those on and fall asleep to um, because it's just kind of good. It's cool information. It's a lot of backstory about uh, usually failed video games and movies. Sometimes they're more popular stuff that had like things that had troubled um, development problems, that sort of thing. One of my favorites recently is uh, Kingdoms of Amalur with uh, oh, yeah, Kurt a wild Sch- story. baseball uh, baseball pitcher Kurt Schilling's ill-fated uh, video game company, where he defrauded the state of Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing, huh? Yeah, and he, he was making an MMO simultaneously with the game too. Uh huh. We got the the first game, but the MMO never it never happened. Yeah. 
But anyway, that's, that's what, what that, 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 that title sounded really familiar. People liked the yeah, game. It from wasn't what I understand, a bad game, but he took a whole bunch of money from the state of Rhode Island uh, and never paid it back. Why would the state of Rhode Island fund a video game? Because a lot of states were uh, doing back end funding for game studio indie game studios at the time, and Rhode Island and were making kind of making bank mm. on it. And Rhode Island wanted to get a piece of that action. And made a bad investment. <laughs> well, that and like there was no like central location. This is game right. development Silicon Valley. Yeah, and they were a lot of places were trying to become that at the time. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's my check them out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he would do one on Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm sure. I'm sure he will eventually. Although it is uh, not to get inside baseball. That is one of the main games that. Pat, his former co-worker from the Two Best Friends Play, plays on the reg, and they don't like each other, <laughs> and they, they, they kind of hate each other at this point, so I imagine he's probably wanting to avoid <laughs> stepping on any of those toes, because that's just going to make things worse. Have I talked about Final Fantasy XIV on No, here yet? I don't no, think you have. I have been playing the ever-loving crap out of it since around the time they announced the new DLC, yeah. not knowing that that's what they were going to do. It was a complete coincidence that there was big announcements following exactly when I dropped back into the game. <laughs> uh, but man, I love it. It's great. It's probably the best MMO I've I've ever played. Yeah. Isn't it like free up to level 60 or something? Now it is. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. Which that's, that's like a hundred hours of stuff to do. Like, I've been paying for it and I'm not even at that point yet. Oh wow. I'm like I'm level like so close to level fifty, so like I'm almost there. You're getting there, yeah. It's it's just really good. It doesn't deviate too far from like the standard MMO trappings like a like a World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. But I mean it has really good art direction. It looks better than World of Warcraft by a <laughs> long shot. I mean I mean World of Warcraft has its charm. It has this that kind of cartoony like I like I like that uh what do they call that uh heroic proportions art style. Yeah. But mm. I'm also like a Warhammer fan and that's like their bread and butter. But I I'm a huge Final Fantasy fanboy and it's For full sure. of little references and, and callbacks. That's what I that's what I yeah. hear. Okay, what race are you? What class are you? Um, what's your character's name? Give us the rundown, because this is an MMO. Yeah, my my character is a black mage. Uh, the one guys with the demon horns, the tall guys with the demon horns. I forget what it's called. Yeah, um, his name's Crowley Federson. Nice, Crowley. Um, nice. And with with a he dabbles in uh, alchemy as well. Okay, right on, <laughs> right on. But uh oh, server Hyperion. Okay. Also. Nice. <laughs> if I were to jump into it, um. In MMOs, I typically play kind of the uh, tank role, so I would probably jump into like Black Knight or something like that. So you'd start like Lancer or Pugilist, probably, probably Lancer. I mean, yeah, I uh, I'm not really good at like the dodging damage. I'd rather just be bulky enough to just so good. Okay, I'm just gonna sit here and do my thing. And, and tanks are a good class to pick because they're one of the more desirable ones in grouping. Yeah. Like if you play any kind of DPS class, when you uh, sign up for to do a dungeon, you're going to be waiting like five or eight minutes if you're DPS. But I think if you're anything else, if you're a tank, if you're a healer, you're going to mm -hmm. get in there like that because everybody needs a tank or healer. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and everyone else plays a DPS. There's, there, you know, everyone yeah. I mean, wants to make big number go up. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never cared about that. I'm like, I'll just, I'll just sit right here and do my thing and not dodge damage yeah. i mean i was a i was a raid tank back in back in my wow days so, oh, i mean yeah. I, so i know what you're talking about yeah it the progression is really well done there's always something like coming up some cool unlock like a couple levels away that'll keep you invested yeah well i mean even when i played uh champions online uh my uh my uh guy in a chicken suit captain cluck he was a tank and he would just show up and just kind of camp were you like the like the brawler archetype or uh it was a freeform well, archetype yeah, yeah. but it was mostly brawler 
But uh, yeah. But yeah, there there because you'll have the you have main story quests and then you have job related quests and mm-hmm. like every five levels you'll get a new job related quest. So it's like I want that next job thing, whatever it is. <laughs> it's always like a cool skill or uh or sometimes uh armor like class armor and nice. stuff. So nice. It's just really good. I've really enjoyed it. Plus fourteen is a uh, crossplay between like PC and PlayStation, and mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunately you have to buy it multiple times to get. Like if I wanted to play on PlayStation, I'd have to buy a PlayStation key, which is like twenty bucks. So it's not that's not ridiculous. terrible, but it's still but kind yeah, of the but thought. But I of haven't it. done it, right? <laughs> but, but not yeah. necessarily like for you, but just to play with your friends, or do you have to have the key to play with your friends on other on other platforms? What? No, you have to to be able to access the game at all on other platforms. You have to buy it again. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah but I meant like just to play with other people. Oh no, yeah, it's fully crossplay. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, I wasn't talking about jumping from my PlayStation to my PC. Yeah. And I've heard that the the gamepad controls are actually pretty good. That's what I hear as well. Yeah, but I don't. I wouldn't. I, I like my keyboard. I like hammering all those numbers. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. Yeah, I could never, like, wrap my head around, like, MMOs on a console. Like, it always, like, weirded me out. Yeah, it's like, I need my binding to auto-target the closest bad guy, and I need to be able to cycle through all those numbers. Because <laughs> there's, like, a very specific rotation you'll do for that's a black I, mage. That's what I've heard. Well, yeah. any any class, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, when I played, again, when I played Champions, I only played on, on an Xbox controller. It was a PC game, but I only played on Xbox controller because I couldn't figure out the keyboard. I was like, okay, I'm going to run up here and press this button, this button, this button, trigger this button. Huh. And it worked. It worked fine. I never uh, I never played it with a controller. I always yeah. played it with a keyboard. Yep. So, yeah, it's not bad. Man, I I don't know. Probably like a year and a half, maybe two years ago now, I re-downloaded Champions. just like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling a little nostalgic. God, it looks like straight trash now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every once in a great while, I get the itch to go back, and I resist the urge because I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> also, it just it it doesn't perform well anymore. Like, it's... Well, what it is, um, they use it as the test bed for features for Star Trek Online. Mm. That's all it is and at this point. And probably Neverwinter, And Neverwinter. Yeah, so anything that's that shows up correct like that works a hundred percent in Neverwinter you can guess probably six months to a year prior it was broken in champions <laughs> and because as champions they never fix it it just stays broken I mean I think one of my favorite things about champions was like the really super robust character like customizer oh you can do some goofy stuff oh, with that yeah. one oh yeah oh yeah but it's a it's a comic book superhero MMO so it's like you better be able to do that yeah well also it, it it has a character creator that it seemed as though the developers went, you know, who cares? Yeah. Let's just do whatever. Who cares? But then now that it's free to play, they lock a lot of the options. They do. The paywall. Which well, kind of stinks. Yeah. yeah buy little, buy little set packs and this, that, and the other. Yeah. But I mean, true. it's either that or the game doesn't exist. So true might as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and very it, true. And I'm not even sure how much of the community really still plays it anymore. Especially for as old as it is It now. has a small but dedicated... Um, because uh, uh, the other one, City of Heroes, is uh, a pain in the butt to get running. Uh, for yeah. the fan server. For the, for the their... super secret fan server. It's not yeah, exactly. Secret. That's not a secret anymore. Yeah. It's still nuts to me that it was a secret for so long, though. Right? That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, what, what's my check it out? Um... But get Final Fantasy fourteen. It's so good. <laughs> Free up until level sixty. Yeah, play those. Including the Shadowbringers <laughs> pack. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. We watched the the Bo Burnham special. Okay. Uh, inside. I think yeah, what it's called. That's what it's called. It's very. It's very good. <laughs> it's really weird. Like I know I've talked to uh one of my friends about it, and he he's not really a big Bo Burnham fan. Like he doesn't like his style of quote unquote comedy. Or whatever you want to call whatever he does. Mm. I was the same way. Like I, like I didn't not like him, but I'm just like he's all right. You know, I didn't think anything super special. He's fine. <laughs> but man, his his inside special is like it's it's like watching like a live feed of somebody like losing their mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's like the whole thing is shot like either inside his house or in something that looks like his house. 
or whatever he's doing. I'm not, sh- I'm not really sure <laughs> what he's like doing. He rented a room to lose his mind in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full of like, you know, recording equipment and whatnot and instruments and all kinds of things. Um, his, his one song he does, uh, white woman's Instagram is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I love his two Jeff Bezos songs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is on uh, Netflix. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Cool. Uh, I imagine we probably can't repeat many of the jokes and stuff. Is he? It's, it's not that. It's not. It's not that bad. I no. Mean, okay. I mean, See, I, I don't. I know very little about Bo Burnham. So, a know. lot of his stuff is like he talks so fast, but he'll make like a really like kind of scathing commentary on something, mm. and it's almost like you got to be really paying attention, or you'll be like, wait, what? What? I I would let like a teenager watch it. Yeah, okay, that's I'd let like a fourteen-year-old watch it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it, I enjoyed it. I mean, there were a couple points where I was kind of like, I was, I was kind of laughing pretty hard. He does a very good song about turning thirty. Oh yeah, that one, <laughs> that one kind of like you know. And he does a lot with lights and a projector, like. Oh yeah, like his uh his uh uh, uh his sexting song. Yeah, <laughs> there's like project all these emojis and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There's one part where he's just he's wearing like a headlamp on his head and he looks up and shoots the beam into a disco ball on the ceiling and just lights go everywhere. And it's oh, really, that... he does a lot with a little. Oh, yeah. that's kind of awesome. It's very minimalist, the whole nice. thing, but he he does a good job with it. Nice, nice. Yeah, like I said, I, it's definitely an experience. It's, it's definitely, it's more art piece than comedy special I would say mm. interesting almost like a a multi-level interpretive dance maybe yeah. <laughs> okay it's like an art installation in one room that we get to see on Netflix I don't know yeah it's, it's really hard to describe because it's like it's not so much like where he's like sitting on a stage you know playing the piano like his, like his normal stuff is but it's like I don't know it's, it's really hard to describe but I mean okay it, it's not your traditional comedy special. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. not walking out and saying, here's some jokes. Like, <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah, I will uh, I will have to check, to th- check that out then. But then again, there's also not like a huge narrative through line either. <laughs> nope. Okay. Like he's like jumping from like thought to thought. Gotcha. Kind of stream of conscious kind of yeah. thing yes. a little bit. Okay. Yes. Oh, right on. Right I on. feel like there there's maybe like five hours of stuff he didn't use. Ah, like, gotcha. Okay. I, I feel like we're seeing the best of of about ten hours of stuff he shot. Gotcha. Over the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I mean, he he even says at the beginning of the thing that he worked on this over like a year or something. Well, sure. I mean, you know, if he wasn't touring, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, had nothing else going on. And then that's the thing. He says he stopped touring because he started get like having nervous breakdowns while performing and having like stage fright problems all of a sudden. Huh. And so he went into into therapy and worked on it and started feeling better and started feeling like, okay, maybe I can go out and do this again. And then the pandemic happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So this is what he did instead. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I feel like there was something else I did, but I can't remember now. Did you watch more Sailor Moon? Or are you taking a break? No, from... we've, we've taken a little break from that. Oh, I still need to watch the movie, the Netflix movies. Mm. There's just not been a good time to sit down and watch two Sailor Moon movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, have you guys watched Loki yet? No, haven't watched it. I'm wa- I want to get caught up this weekend. It's very good. That's what I, I, said I keep this hearing. Last week. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. <laughs> and there's now there's another episode, and it's also good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Say what you will, but I mean, Tom Hiddleston is like a bright point in the entire MCU. Yeah, and yep. he continues to be one in the show. Excellent. Very cool. I, I've put a little bit of time into uh, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, 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 intergrade? Yeah, Intergrade Yuffie story. Okay, cool. And uh, it's very good. It's more of the good, good stuff, you know, like in the, the, in the original one. previous remake. Um, it has a little more of a lighter tone to match the character, which oh, is good. fun because Cloud is a very dour man, mm-hmm. and Yuffie is like the exact opposite. Man, remember <laughs> you want to talk about Cloud being dour? 
like that whole point in the original game where you're like trapped in the the ether stream or whatever and like kind of in his own mind yeah <laughs> that game goes places yeah. it does this is not like that <laughs> <laughs> that's good makes me wonder if they're going to go that way or not they're definitely going somewhere <laughs> yeah without spoiling like it takes a turn at the end yeah. the original game does anyway I was going to say something else about it, and I lost my train of thought. It's wild musically. Really? The music goes all over the place. You huh. spend a dungeon, and there's like jazz playing the whole time. <laughs> it's nuts, nice. but it's also very good. I had I had a salient point, but it, it escapes me. All right, well, hey, uh, tell you what. While you're thinking of that salient thought, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, that, if you can come up with it, and also some of this uh, good, good E3 news. We got a whole... Hot pile. I hope you like video games. (laughs) Hello, I'm Greg Dunham, the host of Long Play here on WZMO. I just wanted to take a minute to assure our many fans and listeners that my staff and I take our job seriously here at WZMO. We will always strive to bring only the highest quality audio entertainment to you and yours. (laughs) Ah, who am I kidding? We just grab whatever album's on top of the stack. Join us every Friday at 11 p.m. and Saturday at 3 p.m. for Long Play. Tune in to see what we've come up with this week. Catch us every weekend right here on WZMO. Hey, we're back. That was the guitar solo from Working Man by Rush played four times consecutively. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. We don't play music anymore. <laughs> it's not during the break anymore. What is there? What? Just nothing? Ads. Ads. Ads Ad- for other shows. You listened some, to some ads from other shows. Uh, during the break, Cody, you remembered your salient point about uh, the Final Fantasy Intergrade. I did. The game assumes you remember how it works. And I very much didn't. And uh, the, like the second battle you get in uh, will totally kick your butt if you don't play the game right. <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and uh, get into some of this good E3 news. I'm a warrior. I'm a gonna win. Wario. It's a good thing he's here because he has some news. <laughs> he does have some news. Yeah. So uh, where on the E3 do we want to start? Do we want to start with the big Nintendo stuff or do we want to go with the uh, Microsoft and uh, Devolver and all that stuff and, and end think, with the Nintendo? I think we should do the other stuff first because I'm afraid if we start with Nintendo, we won't get to the other stuff. <laughs> Deal. Let's go for it. Okay. Microsoft and Bethesda had a joint. So E3 this year, uh, big... Um, uh, Especially since game. we didn't have one last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, big video game conference. It's It started off as like a trade show, but now it's like a big conference kind of thing. Almost now, like the San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, it's of, the Comic-Con of video games. Of video games. This year, all digital, nothing live. It was all done digitally. Yeah, no... It, no, no uh, crowds, no, no embarrassing crowds or anything like that. Yeah. No hooting and hollering. No booths. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so we're just going to kind of hit some of the the high points of some of the um, yeah. And before a Sony fanboy gets mad, uh, PlayStation didn't do anything. No, here, they so. actually are doing a thing uh, right now as we speak. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, is it another one of those state of plays? It is. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we'll talk about next week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so let's talk about Microsoft and Bethesda. They used to do theirs separate, but in the last year, year and a half. Microsoft, Microsoft bought, Bethesda. bought Bethesda for just an entire pile of money. And it was a really smart move for them. It was. They went from having no exclusives to having a lot of good ones and a lot of good properties. And Bethesda <laughs> now has the backing to update some of their uh, dev tools <laughs> and, and make a good game. And have proper QA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some of the uh, Microsoft Bethesda stuff. Uh, they opened with Starfield. Yeah, uh, Bethesda's upcoming space RPG, which um, is their first new IP in a long time, yeah. like twenty some years or something like that, right? Uh, it was a video. It showed a guy on like the moon and he climbed down a ladder, which I think is kind of like an inside joke about the fact that all the other Bethesda games that use that engine couldn't do ladders. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But no, there were no in-game stuff with this one, but this is basically uh, uh, Elder Scrolls, but in space. Yeah, Todd Howard literally said, it's Skyrim in space, which is like kind of turns me off to it because it's yeah. like, are you even trying to do anything unique? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, Skyrim was the last mainline Elder Scrolls they did. And it was like, it's like seven years old or something at this it's point. It's even mm-hmm. older than that, I think. <laughs> yeah. It was on the Xbox 360. It's true. That is true. It has been remade and repackaged so many times. But like, I'll play it. I like the idea of space Skyrim, it's just not exciting. Space Rim. <laughs> Space Rim. <laughs> Outer Rim. <laughs> it's just when you describe it that way, it doesn't sound exciting anymore. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, okay, we're going to have to... Yeah, we, 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 we can't focus on yeah. one of these for too terribly long, unfortunately. Uh, there was a Halo... Yeah. New Halo. Uh, multiplayer is going to be free, and then the campaign is what you pay for, which that makes sense. They're that going. Makes the, sense. They're, they're going the Call of Duty route. Yeah, and that's cool because most people are going to play the multiplayer. Yeah, that's what you get Halo for, and it keeps that fresh blood coming in. So the long-standing players like have people to shoot, and it it just makes sense to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, tell me about the Sea of Thieves thing. So uh, Rare dropped a really big bomb, like. They haven't had a huge, like, real big update in a while that, like, really gets people talking. They are actually doing their first licensed IP collaboration with Disney and bringing out a Sea of Thieves, Pirates of the Caribbean. Kind of like pack or something yeah. like that. I don't know so much if it's a pack. Or free update or something. Yeah, it's like it is free. It like comes a out. a storyline. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's, there a con- for, it's content. <laughs> yeah. There for a long time. Uh, sea of Thieves started this thing called Tall Tales, which are like the closest thing to story quests that you have in that game. Yeah. But now they're having a whole slew of of Pirates of the Caribbean themed stuff. Yeah, with the extremely current and relevant Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of tells me Disney might be making another Pirates of the Caribbean oh, movie I'm sure. soon. Um, and people were f- like flipping out about it. It's like on a Sea of Thieves board I'm on, it has been just... Again and again and again oh, and again I'm and again. Sure. I'm sure they're looking at every frame of the trailer. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a, there was a there was a uh, people were like, oh Johnny Depp's back. I'm like, no, it's not Johnny Depp. Oh God, no, they're not. It's uh, it's the dude who does Jack Sparrow in the Kingdom Hearts stuff, and uh, he does a fine job. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Troy Baker. <laughs> uh, Troy Baker does everybody oh, yeah. though. Yeah, it's true. He's in every game. He I'm not is. sure if it's Troy Baker, but I think his last name. It is may Baker. as well be Troy Baker. <laughs> it's Jorby Dorp. <laughs> <laughs> It's professional video game voice man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it looks like you maybe travel through a portal and actually go to the Pirates of the Caribbean, like... Land. land like, you go to Kingdom Hearts Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, you travel through a, a portal. I mean, you end up in a, like, real world Caribbean or whatever, not the Sea of Thieves Caribbean or whatever. Mm. Um, but there's, like, Davy Jones and the Flying Dutchman. Um, there's a bunch of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean-themed, like, boat parts uh, accessories stuff like and stuff like clothing and stuff you can get that's um, cool uh, Calypso the weird sea goddess kind of thing pops up yeah I'm really interested to see where it goes because some of the tall tale stuff is kind of good some of it's not great but anything to you know put a fresh spin in the world I think so now that they got Disney up in this can we get Monkey Island content oh that would be great you know, I'm surprised I haven't seen anybody talk about it all I've, all I've seen is other people go like one piece, one piece, one piece. That wouldn't uh, no, fit that at would, all. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want one piece. Monkey I, Island would fit perfectly. I know. <laughs> Monkey Island, I mean, Monkey Island is the closest you have to this cartoony pirate world that Sea of Thieves already is. I mean, Sorry to cut you off. That's fine. Gotta move gotta, on. Yeah, gotta move on. Life is strange. Yeah. The new, the new one's coming out. We knew about this. Yeah, so this is... Eh? Oh, eh. the new thing. The new thing, they're remastering the old ones that aren't even that old. Yeah. I, these games hold no interest for me. They're actually very good. That's what I keep hearing, but I don't know. They just seem like hipstery for the hit sake of being hipstery, <laughs> and it's just it had it holds no interest. The new one looks really cool. I like You're, the idea of empath powers. Yeah, and I like the main character's design. It's like, but Life is Strange is basically your disillusioned teen college. College teens, college, yeah. college teens with with vague superpowers, but and not it's a like telltale game. but not like lightning powered. It's like, oh, I could tell when you're sad. Yeah, that's the new girl's power. The other one, she could 
control she time. Can control time. And when there was a video game puzzle, it was good. Yeah. But they were few and far between. And so there and therein lies the issue. <laughs> yeah. Um Psychonauts 2. Looks like more Psychonauts, and Psychonauts is a very good game. Yeah. When uh, was the last one done? Oh god, it was the PlayStation 2 Xbox original Xbox game. It was so a, I think it was an original Xbox exclusive. No, there. No, it was on. It was on. It was on PS2. Both. Was it? And yeah. PC. Yeah, because I remember playing it on the old Xbox. It's a good game. It's yeah. a 3D platformer with adventure game elements by Double Fine. So. And it looks. It has the same weird art style as the original yes, one. Yes, it has a very specific like look. art look. Well, the artist I think is Lee Petty is, and it's very much his art style that they've transposed into 3D. Mm-hmm. Outer Worlds Two. We talked about Starfield before. This is more like Starfield done. In an interesting way. In an interesting way. (laughs) The first Outer Worlds was very good Uh and kind of like a a retro, not even retro space. It was somewhere between cowboy and space. Right. And it had a very sardonic kind of um, uh, sense of humor. Yeah. And the trailer. About about things. The trailer is just a series of jokes. Oh, that's good. (laughs) So it's going to be good. The first one was good. All right. We're moving on to this is more of the Square Enix kind of stuff. Um, so there is a Final Fantasy Origins game. It, it's Square Enix teaming up with uh, Tecmo Koei. Yeah, and Team Ninja, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're basically making a Final Fantasy Neo. Yeah. Which is the Dark Souls Samurai game. Um, they released a demo, which was at first completely broken and unplayable for about three days. Yep. And then they patched it. And I have played it. And as somebody who doesn't like a Dark Souls like at all i think we talked about it last Mm -hmm. week we did i kind of did enjoy this it's still hard but it's not as punishing like when you die they don't take away like all your money or whatever you just go back to where you were oh that's 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 good i just like in this trailer that the main character is almost has a doom guy level of um one track single track mind I, I gotta kill chaos. Oh, this dude wants to it's, kill chaos so bad. I, I hate chaos so much. I gotta kill it. I got it, it's it's what I gotta do. There is a rumor that the plot is just like three regular dudes got sucked into Final Fantasy One, and the only way they can go home is by killing chaos, becoming oh, wow. the world, the warriors of light, and killing chaos. And honestly, I hope that is the story. That would be kind of great. <laughs> Um, I kind of hope that um, part of it is his two traveling companions or whatever, or three tra- traveling companions um, are no, like put a lampshade on how the main character is so driven. <laughs> he's like, okay, guy, I, we, we get it. Chaos. He's bad. You got to kill him. We get it. And he's like, no, no, I'm like Batman. Chaos is bad. <laughs> and it like, looks like it has like a legitimate like job system too. And that's cool. That's Cause, cool. Because you level up as you go in the demo. You start as swordsman. It looks like there's going to be other ones, and you level up the skills in it. Oh, that's awesome. Which is like, you know, you know c- cuts to the core of me. <laughs> yeah. Plus, also, you know, it touches on the original Final Fantasy. With, yeah. Yeah. With like with something. Chaos and Garland and all them. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Garland is in the trailer, and he looks like he the looks same like design it. he had yep. in Final Fantasy 1. Guardians of the Galaxy. This is a Marvel uh, joint with Square Enix by right? the people who did uh, Deus Ex, I guess. Yeah, where you are, um, you're playing only as Star Lord, but you can make decisions throughout the game that impact gameplay, uh, along with the other members of the Guardians. This isn't set in the movie continuity. It's not set in the awful Avengers game. That is currently out continuity. <laughs> it's its own separate thing, so everything looks a little bit different. Star Lord looks weird and bad. He, I don't like his hair. He doesn't look great. <laughs> Rocket doesn't look great. He's got that weird like braided, goatee, bro- yeah. yeah, thing going. Everybody else it's, looks fine. Every, yeah, everyone else. Well, everyone else just looks like Guardians. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's hard to mess up Groot. It looks interesting. It's part of me is kind of bummed that you can't play as the other members of the Guardians, but yeah, I th- it, it feels like it kind of misses the point of the Guardians. Yeah, you can't play as all of them. I, although I can kind of see what they are going for by limiting it down to one playable character, they can greatly increase the amount of things you can do with that one character. Yeah, where if it you're kind of becomes like, Star Lord Simulator, which is interesting. It's I mean, interesting. It's fine. In, in the comics and stuff, he does have a gun that shoots different elements. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It's very telltale, like, Gamora will remember that when you make a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part popped up in the trailer, yeah. basically. Uh, Atomic Heart, we watched the trailer for this. It looks interesting. Weird, it's like a weird Russian... Russian robot Bioshock. There's, I, like, a lot of cool robot designs, and... It looked interesting, which it, is something you can't say about It definitely has that, of. like, that, um, that kind of retro, like, Cold War 60s... What do you want to call that? Atomic punk, yeah, yeah, kind of style yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just appealed to me for some reason. It just looked different, mm-hmm. which... and it had that old lady with the ladle that yeah, was trying to attack you. Yeah, babushka with a ladle. So. Yeah, so that was kind of great. Uh, Ubisoft's big one more thing reveal <laughs> was a friggin' Avatar game. Which who cares? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Blue Cat and not, yeah, and not, not, not not bending elements. Not last not Airbender. Not the good Avatar that people like. The James Cameron one that nobody last that, last that Jenny Nicholson last, from YouTube likes. Yeah, only Jenny only Nicholson her. cares about La- last yeah. of the Space Mohicans. <laughs> yeah, dances with cats. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I guess I mean James Cameron did Titanic, so he gets all that cachet to make these bad cat movies. Well, I he guess. did. Well, he also did Terminator. That's true. Terminator Two is amazing. Did also, I watched Alien I watched and, The Abyss the other day. Yeah. That movie's good. I yeah, love The Abyss. That's a really cool movie. I yeah. love that movie. Surprise. Like, yeah. like, when, good. like when the water tube comes out and like starts mimicking faces. Except mm-hmm. for like there's a point where it should end and it doesn't and it well. goes on for like another 40 minutes. Yeah. But other than that, it's a really cool movie. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, video game stuff. <laughs> okay, let's keep going on video game stuff. Devolver Digital had their... Um, joke show. Their joke show. They didn't really announce a whole lot of stuff. And it wasn't as funny this, this year. This year, they kind of got a little more meta with it than usual, and I, I just kind of missed the mark, unfortunately. Yeah. Usually, it has a real kind of real cutting kind of wit to it, and Nina Struthers usually yells a lot of obscenities during it. And then, like, somebody explodes or, like, And then someone explodes, and out. there like, was nothing of that. They had, like, a running gag with chili dogs for some reason. People I, kept eating chili dogs. I kept thinking they were going to do something with Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I thought they were referencing a Sonic... But no, they were just eating chili dogs through the entire thing. I don't understand and it. And then they did that that bullcrap with that game Demon Trigger where it's only available digitally and no other way. And it's like an NES style game. Oh, not game. digitally. Uh, physical. Oh, yeah. It's only available physically, not digitally. I said yeah. it backwards. And like it looks like a fun, cool game. And like, But it also looks like it's something that should cost $7.99 on the eShop. Right. Instead but, of full price... But because FOMO got me real bad, yeah, I pre-ordered the dumb game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of goes against the whole vibe of the Devolver show to do something like that. Yeah. That's something they would have made fun of previous years. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this this seemed like a, a, a rare miss for Devolver yeah. Digital. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Nintendo. We have about 15 minutes and a lot of Nintendo, cool Nintendo stuff. I don't like saying people won or lost uh, E3. E3 because, because I think that's kind of dumb. It's just a bunch of advertisements. Basically. <laughs> Having said that, Nintendo, I think by volume, had the most amount of things that I'm interested in, not only because it is the only system I own, but because... You have a had, computer. You have a computer, <laughs> and they had the most interesting stuff, I think. So let's talk about some of those things that looked interesting. First up, they capped, They started off their direct with a Smash Brothers, uh, another one of the DLC, one of the last two. I think there's one more DLC after this one, but it and is going to be easy to top this. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. I mean, I feel I feel bad. So they the character that they picked is a character named uh, uh, Kazuma Mishima from the Tekken series. Uh, Timothy Tekken's from Tekken. Yeah, you keep making fun of it. I think it's actually <laughs> a pretty good pick. Um, Tekken it it does have a long it does have a long standing history. It's important in gaming, and uh, if you kind of look at the wider scope, Namco Bandai has helped out a lot with the development of Smash Brothers. They're Ultimate. basically co-developers. They're basically on it. yeah, and uh, and yet the only uh, character that from is Namco. from them that has representation in the game is Pac-Man. They needed someone else, and an actual fighting character. They they don't have a lot of characters they could have pulled. <laughs> There's a ton of classic Namco arcade characters. They could have pulled anybody from a Tales of but game. They're, but they're not going to do that. They're going to pick <laughs> a character that currently has a, a popular game that they also want to try to promote. And Tekken 7 is very big right now, despite its 
problems with the net code, but that's an entirely different conversation. <laughs> this is a character that it seems like an easy fit because he's already a fighting game character. Yeah, it's like when it's like when uh, when they threw in uh, Ryu from Street Fighter. Yeah, or Terry also. Terry I liked, but also nobody knew who he was. <laughs> More people know who uh, uh, Kazuma is than Terry, unfortunately. It should be the other way around. It but should. again, another conversation <laughs> to have. Do I think this is a wasted slot? Kinda. Am I stomping my my feet and throwing a, a, a hissy fit because he's in there? No, he's going to be a fun fit. I'll play him for a while, and then I'll move on. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm Any- not excited about it, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are some of the other stuff? Uh, a new Metroid. Yeah. But not, not the one you think it is. Yeah. It's not Metroid Prime. That got delayed. But in the meantime, they made a whole nother different Metroid. Yeah, a traditional 2D uh, side-scroller. Which, for me personally, is I would want more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this one ha- is using the name of a uh, failed development from years ago, uh, Metroid Dread. Yeah, this is like 15 years ago. It was it started development on the GBA. Yeah. And now here it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, isn't this like a sequel to like Metroid Fusion? Yes. A direct sequel. And uh one of the it has more horror elements because you have uh undefeatable robots, hound monsters that will pop up randomly and on you top basically of shooting alien Metroids. Yeah, you yeah. basically have to drop everything you're doing and run away from these things that just kind of pop or up hide. randomly yeah. or hide yeah it's it's the sax the samus clone from fusion elaborated on yep pretty much which makes sense everybody loved that aspect of fusion um i'm very excited it's very cool uh mario party superstars is not a dlc to the mario party game it's a whole standalone thing but it's um they're bringing back like all their old mini games yeah, yeah, it's, it's all stuff. like it's all like uh, Mario sixty four stuff. Yeah, Mario it, Party sixty four. It's all it. yeah, all sixty four era mini games. Like I think they said a hundred or over a hundred. Over a hundred. Yeah, and like five or six boards from the sixty four games, which those are the ones everybody likes, mm-hmm. and those are the ones everybody complains that the new boards are not like. So you, they might as well just throw the old boards back out there and say, "Hey, this is what you wanted." I still kind of <laughs> wish this were a DLC for the new Mario Party. Yeah, it, it probably should be, but this is Nintendo we're talking about. This is Nintendo. About. They're going to try to get you to spend another 60 bucks. I won't, but and I will. someone will. <laughs> I will. And yeah. It and does then, have <laughs> online play. Yeah, and then we'll have to stream a lot of Mario Parties when it comes out because yep, I think that would be entertaining. You'll get to watch me get mad in real time <laughs> while playing Mario hey, Party. Hey, we used to play a lot of the Wii U Mario Party, which I don't care what anybody says was a very fun game. It was very I liked, fun. <laughs> I liked the Bowser one. That yeah. was a lot of fun. That was a good time. A lot of people yeah. dump on that one and I thought it was very good. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I, liked yeah. be, I liked being Bowser and messing with you guys. <laughs> So, Monkey Ball, is this a new game or is it a repackaging of all their old games? This is a repackaging of three of the old games, which that's good because when they did a new one not too long ago, it was just okay. Okay. <laughs> so, they might as well just give people what they want, which is the old games. That's with cool. With the good mini games. Mm. And plus, like, there's not a whole lot you can do with Monkey Ball. No, I think, you're, I it's, think, a, it's a monkey in a ball and you're knocking stuff over. Yeah, I, I think they, they pretty much mined that whole franchise. So, a remake is just... It's good. It's just as good. It's a smart move. Yep. There's a new WarioWare. Wow. We mentioned <laughs> Wario earlier. He's it was unsettling listening to that ad and listening to Charles Martinet do Wario in full sentences. He does it in the last uh, 3DS Wario. Oh, Land. really? I didn't I, know that either. I love okay. it when Wario talks. I think they should let him say as much as he wants to. Yeah. I just, I, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for <laughs> A Mario character speaking full sentences. But yeah, the last 3DS WarioWare that was just like a, a greatest hits of WarioWare's had fully voiced cutscenes yeah. that were very entertaining. I just like that he called all of his supporting characters in that game chumps, and that seems very <laughs> Wario to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, That's on brand. Yeah. This one is very, like character control focused. The mini games you play as different characters inside the mini games, and each of them have their own like control scheme. Mm-hmm. They, so they play the same micro games, but they're controlled differently depending on what character you are. Right. Which is an interesting way to take the franchise, and I'm excited for it. They also they are also adding uh, multiplayer support. Yes, it's and that's co- really cool. Co-op, mul- co-op. Well, I think it's both co-op and versus competitive. Yeah. But you no, play awesome. the same micro games. You don't go against people like who can do the best at micro games like they've done before. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cruisin' Blast, yeah, which is y'all kind of remember a cool Cruisin'? Get. Yeah. <laughs> it's a racing game where you drive through things. Yeah. And it looks pretty cool. It's a kind of interesting. This is, I guess, it's a uh, arcade. This newest version, uh, Cruisin' Blast, is an arcade game, and it is getting exclusive uh, exclusivity on the Switch I th- for the port. I think Nintendo actually owns the IP. Oh, oh really? Okay, cruising yeah. car for Smash then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last one. That's it. That's the one. But Please it, understand. It's it's being made by, by Raw Thrills who, who makes arcade games. Yeah. I think it's owned by one of the former like Midway people who used to make the cruising games. Racing games are great, but... I want F-Zero back. Yeah, well, Kazuya killed Captain Falcon, and he's dead forever. He did He did kill him and throw him off a cliff, along with <laughs> Min Min and Ganondorf and... Uh, Kirby, but you can't Kirby, kill you Kirby. Can't he kill, cannot can't. be killed. No, no. Kirby is immortal. I, yeah. I feel like him dropping Captain Falcon off the cliff is just basically what Nintendo has done to Captain Falcon. <laughs> uh, pretty much, pretty much. They finally showed some in-game uh, footage of Shin Megami Tensei Five, which is a cool turn-based RPG. It's a it's a monster collecty game. Yeah, like a Pokemon, but predates Pokemon. Kinda. It is tangentially related to the Persona series. Kinda. <laughs> unlike, unlike some people in the chat for the E3 presentation, it is not a ripoff of Persona. It predates Persona. Uh, for a, by a good margin. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. I might have to pick it up. The art direction is fantastic. Yeah. Like, it looks really good. I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like Astral Chain. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Which, is a, which I mean, visuals. is a platinum game, and it looks beautiful. Yeah. Astral Chain is rad. I, still I think... have it. I haven't started it yet. Because oh, I know should. once I start it, I'm not going to want to finish it. it <laughs> or I'm not going to want to do anything until I finish it. It's so good. Yeah. I, I never finished it, but I very well, much enjoyed the time su- I surprise. spent it. <laughs> <laughs> it's something you like, so you never finished yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're also getting a port of some Danganronpa games, which I know nothing about other than that weird bear. <laughs> yeah, that's about where I'm at it, at it. It's kind of like uh, Phoenix Wright esque. Mm. Um, it's it's like a visual novel combined with like a detective style game. It, it's a bunch of kids that are locked in an environment and forced to kill each other. And then when a body is found, they have a trial to figure out who did the murder. So it's Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind. It does, it's not a bluff game. Oh, okay. It's yeah. a. It's, it's it's Phoenix Wright. It's Phoenix Wright, and I'm. Sh- I know those games are good. That style of game holds no interest <laughs> for me whatsoever. None. If Samantha were here, she'd be very upset. With oh, you I know. She, she that's loves, why I'm. That's yeah. why I'm saying it now. <laughs> she loves the the franchise, and I I'm just glad people are going to. It's on a system people have. Yeah, because previously they're locked behind the PSP and the PS Vita. Yeah, and those barely exist nobody, anymore. Nobody had those. No, I mean I did, but but you know, you know yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more here. Uh, Fatal Frame, which was a Wii U, ex- a digital download exclusive, is finally getting ported over to the Switch, proving once again that Nintendo is trying to wipe the existence <laughs> of the Wii U off. Off the books. Anything of value on the Wii U is getting a port, and apparently this is good enough to, to. And that's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the Fiddle Frame series. Like it's a. You're taking pictures of ghosts, right? Yeah, kind of. That's the whole. Yeah. That's the whole yeah. thing. I, Spooky I always, horror game where you take pictures of ghosts. I, Japanese ghosts. Yeah, yeah, I like the concept of a horror game where the only way to proceed is to have to look at the scary thing yeah that is kind of an interesting conceptually that's very good i I remember playing the original fatal frame on the playstation 2 yes and i was playing it in the dark and then blind lady ghost screamed at me and i like threw my controller in there and about pooped my pants (laughs) (laughs) they are they were legitimately pretty scary games yeah that was like 2003 2004 probably all right, we have two last things here. Uh, one of the biggest surprises, the Nintendo 3DS, or DS, rather, games. It was a GBA game. game. It was the game GBA. Game. Oh, that's right. It makes sense that it's an advanced game. Advance Wars, which is a turn-based strategy 
cartoony kind of speaking of 2003 me yeah, yeah i played uh, this a lot yes, they the first too. two games are getting uh ports for the switch not just a port a remaster uh, yeah. it's a, remastered. from the ground yeah. up it, it's it's called advanced wars one and two reboot camp which is a fun title yeah um i really like these games um a lot of times in my high school lunch was spent passing around my game boy advance playing multiplayer I think I remember some of that. <laughs> actually, I would uh, I would sit at my shift at GameStop or Babbage's back then. Yeah, and uh, you really dated yourself. I know, right? And I would sit there and I would play Advance Wars uh, if I had nothing to do. I love that game. Yeah, like on my on my Game Boy Advance SP, just sitting there, just plugging away. I have never played these games, but I've been interested in them. I love the so art style. I love the way they play. play. They're fun. Check them out. And it's it's weird that they're bringing it out because I like not too long ago I kept seeing a bunch of YouTube uh, videos of whatever happened to Advance Wars. It's a dead <laughs> franchise. Why won't they do anything? And now they're doing something it, with Fire it. Fire Emblem kind of ate its lunch for a while. Yeah, but I'm glad they're giving it another chance. Yeah, it's it's different enough. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Ig Enuma was presented and came out and spoke about some uh, Legends of Zelda games. First up. Skyward Sword, who cares? <laughs> Please, they just, they really want people to give it a shot so bad. They really do. Second up, uh, Hyrule Warriors DLC, double who cares? <laughs> they put Zelda on a motorcycle, though. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And you're going to be able to play as a full-blown guardian robot in one They'll of the DLC. They'll find a way to make that boring like oh, they did the other robot. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, the most important thing is we finally got to see a little bit of in-game of Breath of the Wild 2, whatever they're going to end up calling the game. I think they're going to call it The Legend of Zelda, Ouch My Whole Entire Arm. Yeah, his entire arm's messed up. Link's <laughs> arm is full messed up. Yeah, it looks like a zombie's arm. Yeah, and he's using like full-blown magic in this. So he's like warping through floors and creating... Shooting fire out of his hand. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks, I mean, from this trailer... Uh, we talked about this uh, off mic. It's very clear why they're pushing Skyward Sword so much because, because a lot of this takes place in the sky. <laughs> yeah, you looks like you go to the ruins of the civilization that was in the sky. That's in Skyward Sword. Which I mean, that's pretty much the only place they could go if they wanted a different environment. Either that or up, caves. Yeah, or in the water, which that'd be weird. That would be weird. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of weird. It's still weird where. It sits in the in the universe or in the timeline or whatever. Yep. If you wanted to make a sky game, why not uh, do a Kid Icarus? Well, you know, <laughs> but this it looks really good. So I'm excited. I, I have I have maybe I'm kind of wondering why maybe why Link's arm is like it is and why he can use magic. Uh, it's I I have a theory that he has somehow absorbed part of the uh triforce of power yeah or or he's his arm has been replaced by ganon's arm yeah there's some sort of link ganon possession pollination going on that's my I thing think. is like he, he might be possessed by ganon like the original ganon like you know evil, calamity ganon well, yeah evil wizard ganon well because it, you say his arm looked like a uh a, a zombie i think it looks more like the ancient Sheikah technology, oh, yeah. like it, the golden. There's shots and, of it both ways. Oh, there is. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Maybe Interesting. maybe the Sheikah thing is like to can contain Ganon from taking, taking over, over his body yeah. or something. Interesting. But that's it. That was E3. Yeah. Well, I want to say it looks like they're doing a lot more than I thought they were going to yes, do. Yes. I thought Zelda. it was just going to be, well, this is more of the same. Yeah. It, it's very much new stuff. Which and that's great. Makes me more excited. And I was already excited. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but we kind of flew through E3. We probably didn't spend quite as much time on some things as we kind of probably should have. But also, there's not a lot of information. It was kind of a lackluster one this year, but yeah. it's the first one back, and it's the first all-digital one. I was kind of expecting it to be a little more low-key. At least they didn't keep mentioning um, these troubled times that we are in. <laughs> yeah. the Yeah. Um, so, you know, but overall, good E3. Not the best one we've ever seen, but a we've, good one. We've definitely had worse. Yes. We should go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can send us an email, uh, staff at nerdoverload.com, with your questions, comments, 
saucy fan fictions. And you can also give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. That number is 586-372-8020. Leave us a message and we might play it on the show. (laughs) And actually say words during your message. Because we did get a message the other day that was 10 seconds of silence. Oh, got had some cold feet, I see. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in this week, and we will be back next week. Remember, heroes do do that.